the view is I still want to do what I'm doing, but I'll give it up for a little bit to get the goal that I want, but then can I go back to what I'm doing? And the going back to what I was doing before is usually what's creating some of the challenges. Hi, I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steester. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock and the Doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience in education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I am the Jock. This is the Doc. And today we're going to talk about should you add a nutrition coaching service to your program? So the short answer is no. The long answer is it will be a part of that. So the thing that we've seen, I've seen this for so many years, is a lot of people know for the big part what to do on the nutrition side. And so if you're just talking to people about calories and macros, you might get some short-term changes, but long-term it does very little. Now, that being said, we, we are a big point of, of lifestyle coaching, of weight loss behavior coaching, because you're getting into more of the reasons why people are choosing these unhealthy behaviors. You're getting into more of replacements so people can find alternatives that they still uh, find rewarding and fulfilling, uh, but also help them reach their goals. Instead of just being like, well, cut calories, change your macros. Now, there might be a portion of that. There are some people that come in that they need a little bit of education on nutrition. Like they don't understand that their protein bar is really just carbs and fat. There's not much protein there. They might need a little bit of like um, hacks on like, how do I get more protein into my diet? They might need some hacks on like, how do they get more vegetables in their diet? Like uh, recommending daily harvest. So there is a portion of nutrition that you need to talk to with clients because if they want to lose weight, the nutrition has to be addressed. But just going at nutrition by itself doesn't really help long-term. Janine, can you get into why that is? Well, because there's a difference between knowing what I should do and being able to execute it. And the execute part has everything to do with everything else that's going on in your life. I haven't met somebody, and maybe there's somebody out there, where if you say, hey, you know, having um, a lean piece of chicken versus a Snickers bars, which one's better for you? I haven't met anybody yet. They can't tell me it's probably the chicken. Um, so but we're still eating the Snickers bar, nothing wrong with a good Snickers bar. But my point is, is we're still seeing that in excess or those kind of foods. So is it really a lack of knowledge? Probably not. And that's also why we tend to keep looking for plans or 21 day programs or two week programs because the view is I still want to do what I'm doing, but I'll give it up for a little bit to get the goal that I want, but then can I go back to what I'm doing? And the going back to what I was doing before is usually what's creating some of the challenges. And I'm not talking about zero to 60, but we do know modifying a few things, a few less drinks, um, adjusting our macros a little bit, reducing our calorie excesses, moving more, things like that. So why is that still happening? Why do we have these really competent, amazing people that are willing to spend money on their health, that are coming to you for a workout or are interested in this? Why are they still struggling with this? A big part of it is is because we're not looking at what are the stressors, what are the triggers for stress, and what are the coping. So we all know that different people cope different ways. And so some people will have a little bit more alcohol. Uh, some people will kind of mindlessly snack or those types of things. Some people will do more things socially or make food for everybody or create some of those types of things. All of those are necessary 
in the sense of we need to find a way to manage our stress, but if we're not connecting our triggers with some of the behaviors that we don't want to do, um, and then how do we put that together? So I've talked to people, like one of the funnier ones that I had was, um, I was talking to a mom that um, she was running from one thing to another and then picking up her kiddos. And so she liked that salty type of thing. And sometimes she just wasn't planning lunch. So by the time she went to pick up her kiddos, like three o'clock, and so she's grabbing like chips from the convenience store and then she's sitting in line. And she was like, I'm just sitting there eating this. And so when we talked about it, it's like, she's eating an entire bag of chips in line waiting to pick up her kids because she's hungry. And so her, her hack, which was pretty creative actually, um, she'd eat a few and then she had a large SUV so she would um, close the bag and then throw it all the way in the back of the SUV. She couldn't reach the rest of the chips while she's driving. Now, there's still chips there later. So we just talked about like, okay, what's going on? I can tell her not to eat chips or I can say, What's going on in your day? Well, I don't have any time to eat lunch or have anything healthy. Well, what are some things that she could have in her car, in her purse, that are healthier so that she's not so hungry by the time she goes to pick up her kids sitting in line? So really thinking about all of those types of things. What foods do her kiddos like that she also can eat with them that's healthier for them and her, but still enjoyable? So it's just really important to think about that the execution isn't necessarily always a lack of knowledge. It's really about what can I do that fits into my lifestyle and that can be a lifestyle as opposed to a short term that then I have to constantly have these extremes of stopping and then starting. It's amazing when, when people come in, one of the big things we talk about is like what are their big caloric offenders because we need to find a way to reduce calories and we try to do that without tracking everything because that's a pain. Um, and everyone knows what it is. Like as soon as I'm like, okay, what's the big caloric offender for you? Like they know right away. Well, like, well, I drink every night or I like to go out and eat Mexican or, you know, it's my late night snacking. Like they already know what this thing is that they're doing that they need to stop. And like we said before in previous episodes, which we get into here, us just telling them to stop isn't helpful. Like they already know that. And that's where we get into to root cause behaviors, and that's what we talked about in previous episodes, and finding that right replacement for them. So it's more of this like macro level thinking of like why, how, breaking down their day of, of finding the right replacement and change for them. Because it could be that they are under eating, and that's why they're giving into these things. It could be that they just need a different form of escape. So there's all these different things that we need to help guide them on on making better decisions. So. Nutrition will be a part of this because we need to make sure that they're getting in, you know, a sufficient amount of, you know, quality protein and some healthy fats and getting in some fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that we need to write specific uh, meal plans for them or give them specific calories or macros to follow because the majority of the people just need a little bit letter, better hacks on how to make some of these changes, which is much bigger uh, approach than just nutrition. Absolutely. And, and again, to touch on the root cause behaviors just a little bit because Scott had mentioned that we've talked about it before, but to tie it back in, so if we take my mom example that's in line with our kiddos, if the chips and the snacks are there because it's like, oh, I'm picking up my kiddos, we share that, that's a time together on our way to whatever the, you know, dance class or whatever the next thing is um, in, the, in, the, in the car uh, driving around town type of thing for them is, then, okay, that's a connection point. I don't want to get rid of the connection point. So is that an important time for them to connect and are the chips super important? If they are, then maybe that's not where I'm spending my energy. But if it's there because I haven't had a moment to myself and it's a treat for me, 
what else can be a treat that allows her to sit in that line, read a book, listen to a podcast she wants, and then if she is hungry, what would be a healthier, positive, but how can I pair it with another treat? Um, if it's the late night snacking, and I'm doing it to escape because I just, I, I, I just want, I'm mindfully chewing on something, it just makes me feel better, I'm watching my TV show and I'm escaping. Okay, you need to escape. I don't want to change that. How can I find something that still supports you or, or can you still escape with that with a little less quantity? Can we take it out of the bag, put it in a bowl, put the bag away? All of these small little hacks. But if you go on the internet or if you listen to anybody, there's, everybody has a lot of great suggestions. The problem is if it's not a suggestion that fits me and my lifestyle, if I'm not a moderation purpose person, then putting a little bit in a bowl and putting the bag away is not going to help because the bag's still there and I'm going to go after that bag. And so, but if I am a moderation person, if I can do that and that's a small hack, then that's great. But if I'm not having conversations with you, if I'm not understanding that full part of your spectrum, I'm going to give you recommendations and then we hear it again and again from coaches. It's like I'm giving these really good recommendations and they're not following it. Well, a lot of that sometimes is, is because it is a good recommendation, but not for the right person at the right time or on the right conditions. So really matching that. So we have to have conversations beyond just the nutritional macros and micros um, to, to really get us to where we need to go. The other thing to think about too is depending on where you live, like there's certain states in the United States where you're not supposed to get into the nutrition with the clients just because you don't have the right credentials or licensing behind that. And so this is a, this is a, a, a subject that we don't go super deep into because we can get people to drink less, we can get people to eat less crappy food, and we can show them some different proteins um, to eat because they're lacking on that without diving deep into the nutrition. So it's a good way to kind of like figure out like you know where you live and what you're actually um, capable of doing um, to make sure it's legal as well of addressing what they really need. They they need more of these 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 macro changes, habit changes, so that they're. They're, they're, they're seeing big picture changes with this um, without going into the details of that. And again, just to also, you know, like pull back and look at the big picture is we have more information available to people today than ever before in history. It's not hard in, and there's good information out there. Yet we're at about a 42% heading to 50% um, of the American population as obese. So something's not connecting. And for us, and especially in the, the behavioral realm, this is a big part of why. Because more information without matching it to who they are, what they need, and understanding that is obviously not supporting us. So I'm so glad we have the information, but we've got to make better connections for people. So just to recap, should you add a nutrition service uh, as a standalone? The answer is no, I would not recommend that. But as a, a, a added service to go over their lifestyle stuff, and you're, you're addressing a little bit of nutrition, yes, clients absolutely need that. So dive into that with your clients. So until next time, we'll see you then.